right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean Infinity Stones King. What's up, everybody? What's up, Sean? You didn't start this one nearly as excited as part one. Dude, I'm still so excited. The excitement needs to continue on. <laughs> Are you just, we shouted in the beginning of the last episode. Are you just being loud or just to I'm be just louder? being loud to be loud. <laughs> Dude, I'm just as excited. I just, I got to save my energy for the episode because this, look, the last one was an hour and 30 minutes. I feel like we're going to do another hour and 30 minutes. Our review will be as long as the movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, crazy. Some might say our episodes are a little bit too long. I say they're not quite long enough. Yeah. To those people, I say, (laughs) shut up. Let us do what we do. You know what's going to be interesting about this? What's that? Um, Is if we have more listens to one of these episodes, but not the other. That would be weird. Yeah. I feel like Like, it's possible, Even if it's one way or the other, it would be weird. It would be. Especially if it's this one. Yeah. Like, how would you listen to this one and be like, nah, I don't want to listen to part one. I don't one. want to listen to part one. I'm just going to go straight to part two. That I would didn't be like, weird. I didn't like anything that happened at the beginning of Infinity War. Or like Endgame, it. rather. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I keep doing that, too, though. I, for a long time, I kept calling it Infinity War instead of Endgame. Like, I really had to get used to calling it Endgame again. They should have just continued the name. I mean, it still was like the Infinity War. Well, you know that they, um, I think it's been officially announced that they're going to have a um they're gonna do a box set with all the all the movies from phase one to phase three all the way up to uh end game and they're gonna call it the infinity saga makes sense yeah yeah i gonna buy it i thought about it but a i'm sure it's gonna be pretty expensive and b i already own most of those movies so i would just be rebuying them just to have this like special box set and it's like it seems like something you would own now. Yeah. What are, you, what are you trying to do right the now? What's the magic price? To, you working for Marvel? Are you trying to sell me on it? What's happening? Maybe I do on the download that I've been working for Marvel this whole time. <laughs> we were working for I Marvel. I just pretend to be the DC expert. This podcast would have a hell of a lot more listeners, and it'd be way more higher class than what it is now. I we were working for Marvel. We are plenty high class. We are in a legit studio right now. That's true. We are in a studio. Is it that legit? No, I'm just kidding. It's pretty fucking legit. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> All right. Homemade So if you guys studio, haven't caught baby. on by, at this point, this is part two. I'm sure we're going to have that in the title. If you're listening now, you should probably go back and check out part one if you haven't done so already. Very, very true. Because there's a lot of things we talked about. We're going to try our best not to talk about them again. Yeah, that's true. But part two, for the most part, it's just the third act. Third act. It's just it's the big battle at the end. We pretty much talked about everything else. I mean, we'll probably repeat a couple things or go back a little bit. But for the most part, we're just talking about the third battle. Because we, like I said, we we talked about everything else. And then we realized we were an hour and a half in. And we're like, oh, shit, we haven't even talked about the last act of the movie. Which is like the biggest moment, arguably, in MCU history. So it's like we had to dedicate an entire episode just to talking about this battle. So excited. Let's do it. Let's right. dive on in. 
Let's do it. So, I mean, there's a couple other things we still haven't hit on. I feel like this is a good place to start. But what we didn't talk about in part one is Stan Lee's cameo. Apparently, Stan Lee's last cameo is what they're saying. Kevin Feige yep. has gone on record saying that this will be Stan Lee's very last cameo in the MCU. We get to see Stan Lee back in the 1970s. Uh, they de-aged him to make him look like pretty much like what he did back in the 70s. Like He looks pretty fucking spot on. Yeah. That was and weird, actually. Yeah, he's driving a car with a bumper sticker that says, Nuff said on the bumper sticker, which is... One of his favorite catchphrases. Did you do you remember him using that line in um, Spider Man? Not Homecoming, like Spider Man. I do not remember. Well, like the original Spider Man trilogy. Yeah, the original Spider Man trilogy. Peter Parker's standing in New Times Square, I guess, and he's looking at one of those like moving billboards, and they're just like talking about Spider Man, and then Stan Lee comes up to him and he goes, "You know what? I guess one man can make a difference." Enough said. And then he walks away. Iconic moment. Yeah, I don't remember it, though. <laughs> That's crazy. I know it's not in one. I don't, I, I Do you don't know remember. if it's two or three. I think it might be two. I don't know if it's in one. I feel like it's in three because I watched that one the least. <laughs> so you think just because you watched that one the least, yeah. it has to be in that one? That's why I don't remember it. You know what, Stan Lee I remember. Was... I remember in one very well because it's the super subtle and you have to know to look for it because it's a scene where Green... This is... Oh, my God. We got so off topic. This is the, But the scene with Green Goblin... We're talking Goblin, about Stan Lee. There's no such thing as off topic when talking about Marvel and yeah. Stan Lee. But the scene where Green Goblin attacks at the parade... And then, like, he blows up part of the building and, like, piece of the building falls. You just see Stan Lee look to the side real quick and snap back. And it's, like, not even a full, like, one Mississippi hissing. Mm. So you have to know that Who he is to, like, actually to notice up. it. Versus, like, like it's obvious in later, you know, Marvel movies because he gets actual lines and everything. And Right. And, and by that time, I mean, because Stan Lee has been making cameos since some of the first Marvel movies. Like, he made a, a cameo... In the first Spider-Man movies, he made a cameo in um, the Fantastic Four movies, the first Fantastic Four movies. Like, he, he's been in it. I, I'm pretty sure he made a couple cameos in X-Men, I think. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm trying to remember if he was in the first one. I think he might have been, but don't don't quote me on that. Yeah. I know he made uh, a, a cameo in the second Fantastic Four which was funny because he wrote that same cameo in a comic book when Ree Richards and Sue Storm were getting married. He wrote himself in the comic book showing up to their wedding and then not being on the list. And the, they did the same thing in the movie. I'm Stan Lee. No, check the list. I'm Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What a, what a legend, man. You know, thanks again, Stan Lee, for bringing, us, bringing this to us. Did you like his cameo in this movie? I mean, I didn't feel like it was anything particularly special. Yeah, me neither, man. And I was hoping, I was kind of hoping for something special, and we didn't get it. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with this cameo. Like, I enjoyed it. It was fine. But I think he's had better cameos in the MCU. I mean, who knows? There could have been more to it. It could have been. They might have cut some of it. I mean, it is a three-hour-long movie, so you're right. right. They could have cut some of it. I don't know. But either way, I thought it was a nice callback, and then having the bumper sticker that said, enough said that was nice. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, okay, so what did you think about the action scenes in this movie? So before we get to like straight up fight scenes, 
like the action scenes in general. Um, interesting question. I'm going to say the way I kind of felt about it was up until the ending, I didn't feel like there was enough action. Because uh, there really wasn't. We killed, we killed Thanos in the first, like, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. Right. And then it wasn't really action after that for, like, a while. Like, I mean, we saw Cap fight Cap. That was it. Yeah. Everything else was just people talking to people. That's true. That's true. Okay, so what did you think about the fight scenes? Again, fight scenes were pretty limited. Right. I mean, it's not like we had a ton of fight scenes. We had the opening fight scene with Thanos. We had the fight scene with with Cap and Cap. Um, do we have another fight scene in in the middle somewhere? Oh, we had the 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 scene when Hawkeye was like going through that building and like you just see people flying yeah, out the windows and he's just people. murdering people. And you know, it wasn't even a particularly cool scene. It was just kind of like, what the hell is wrong with Hawkeye? Right yeah, now? yeah, it kind of was like, whoa, dude. They didn't do anything like, oh, that was amazing. Like, no, was you're like, right. Um, you know, I, I guess it's kind of nice to see you put that bow and arrow down for a little while. Yeah, that's true. Then we had what? What other fight scenes were there other than that? Was that it besides the the final battle? I believe so. And that, and that's that's saying a lot that we're even trying to think back and like I can't remember. So if there was stuff, it didn't stand out. Yeah, that's true. You're right. But that, I mean, that's honestly because we we said this in part one, but like I was definitely sitting in there wondering if this was better than Infinity War or not. Um, by the way, you should go on our Facebook page and vote if this is the best MCU movie. This feels like a good time to mention that. But anyways, plug. Um, because there wasn't a lot of action. Infinity War had action throughout the whole thing. Like there was always some type of action scene, and like you saw some really cool things. This one didn't really have that. Yeah, it just had an absolutely epic ending fight scene. It did, and you know what? Even, even comparatively, right. This final scene was super fucking epic. But when I when I look back and I think about it, the the moments that I remember most are not necessarily like fight scenes. They're just kind of like like action scenes, right? You see you see uh, you see a lot of running and like kind of tackling and kind of like pushing out of the way, but it's not like a lot of like I don't know, Infinity War just really brought like those fight scenes and I would definitely say that when it comes down to that, when it comes down to like the action and the fighting, I definitely like Inf- Infinity War better than this movie because from the very beginning, like they were in it, man. They were hammering from that first fight in New York or uh, yeah, I mean, cause you, in the beginning, it's not much of a fight. We just see Thanos kind of destroyed everybody, but to that Beat the first, crap out of the Hulk and- yeah, to that first fight in New York between Iron Man, Dr. Strange, um, and then, um, Ebony Ma and the big guy's name, who I can't remember, like, and then you see Spider-Man jump in in the park. I loved all the team-up fights in this movie, how they were just like, nobody's fighting alone in this one. Right. Everybody's kind of jumping in. Everybody's kind of helping everybody. So that fight scene to the fight scene on um, the Collector's World, on Nowhere, between the Guardians and Thanos, to, to the fight scene on Titan between the Guardians and Iron Man and Spider-Man and... You, you see Peter Quill kind of like, oh, shit, like you actually have some like pretty good moves. Like <laughs> that's what I remember thinking. I'm like, he's fighting Spider-Man and Iron Man. Like there's no way he should stand a chance, but he's pretty he's pretty quick on his feet. And like 
it it works that he just kind of has that kind of go with the flow kind of even in his fight style he's like ah i just kind of work with what i got kind of thing versus like planning out and being strategical because i mean he was able to get a hold of spider-man now granted spider-man probably could have punched him in the face and been fine but <laughs> it's still like he managed to make that happen and so then we got that we got you know um we got obviously the wakanda fight which was crazy and then we got um the fight on titan the the fight on titan between thanos and them i forgot the very first fight with uh, Thanos and the Hulk in the beginning. I said that. You didn't hear me? No, I didn't hear you at all. Man, and I haven't paying attention. I didn't. I wasn't. I was too into it. But even that fight, like, that was a hell of a way to kick off the movie of, like, let's watch the Hulk get his ass beat. Like, right. crazy. Like, we've, we, in the past, Thor was barely able to beat the Hulk with such, like, he was barely able to beat the Hulk, and then we see Thanos beat him with such ease and, like, finesse. It was like, fuck, what, what's going <laughs> on here? Oh, my God. And then throwing the moon. Like, yeah. So the fight scenes in Infinity War, I think, were pretty superior to the fight scenes in Endgame. Yeah, I mean, just on the, the aspect that there was way more in the fight scenes. I don't know. Because, I mean, I, the ending was just so amazing of Endgame. Yeah. It's hard to say like the fight scenes were better, but there was more quantity. More quantity in Infinity War. Um, more quality in Endgame because the ending was so... I don't know. The, the Infinity War fight scenes were pretty fucking quality, though. Yeah, but like, we're about to was... break down this fight scene. I feel like you're going to be like, oh, my God. No, I, I don't know, man, because I've thought about it. I've had time to think about it, and... I still think, and I went back and watched some of Infinity War, and I'm like, these fight scenes were great. And maybe it was the, the like uh, appeal of like this is the first time we're seeing some of these characters fight together, and it's cool to see them kind of mix and match their different styles and things like that. And they're fighting a villain that is clearly like just without the gauntlet, he's he's a fucking handful. Now he has an Infinity Gauntlet, and we got to see him use it in, in such a way. It was the first time we got to see Doctor Strange, like, really fucking be the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, <laughs> that shit was so fucking cool. So, yeah, I mean, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just because it was the first time we've seen it. But, I mean, this has a first time, too. But before we get into into the big fight, so we, we, we're comparing the action scenes and the fight scenes of this movie and you know what? I, I was thinking about it. And while I I don't think Endgame is like super action packed like Infinity Warriors, it's obviously not, right? I think where this movie does actually succeed is in its like quieter moments. You know what I mean? Like there's so many moments that that these characters are like stopping and reflecting and like realizing shit. And it's like, when you when you go back and you think of these moments like one moment that stood out to me like earlier on is um we see black widow is kind of running like this like or not running it but it seems like they kind of form this like council of like protectors where we see black widows talking to captain marvel and rocket and nebula and uh war machine and it seems like they're all just kind of working different places and right trying to make sure there's nothing crazy happening because at this point, it seems almost as if they have that's the only thing they know how to do is to keep trying to fight the some kind of fight, right? Um, and then we see 
Captain America walk in and Black Widow's eating like a peanut butter sandwich and he even tries to make a joke. And I remember, I don't remember what the joke was, but I remember thinking to myself like, wow, that, that joke really fell flat. But I think that that was the point. The point of it was like, he's trying to like lighten this mood that neither one of them is like, like even he's like, this is a shitty situation. Like we can't move on because he proceeds to say we can't move on from this, but yet he's trying to make a joke to make her feel better, even though he knows it's not going to make her feel better. And it's like little moments like that. And when Tony gets to talk to his dad about like how he's having a kid and his dad is like, Hey, you know, he says to him, like, uh, I, I really have a problem with like putting my, my own personal interests above the greater good. But, you know, and Tony realizes like maybe that's been his flaw all this time. And we get to see Thor talk to his mom before she's going to die and kind of reconcile with that. Like it's a lot of like smaller, nicer, smaller moments where it's like, wow. Like when you sit back and really think about it, it's like, man, this movie is like quite a bit deeper Oh yeah, no, definitely. Then, like Infinity War in that sense. We got into people's stories a whole bunch more, and we kind of got some like closure with some characters within this movie yeah. that we didn't have to. They didn't get in Infinity War, and I think that's kind of like the big difference too. Like you were saying, on like Infinity War was like action and really cool scenes, but then this was more of an emotional movie, like you know, bringing it all together. This is twenty-two movies. Let's bring these stories kind of to like a close. Right. Um, and we really got that with this movie, which is cool. And then they did it in such a neat way where they had nods to like all the past movies. Like, I feel like there was at least one reference to like every single Almost of the 22 every movies. Single one, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like, they were really putting in work for this. And yeah, like, I, it would be insane to me somebody going in to see this movie who hasn't seen at least half of the Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard if you went Black Panther, Infinity War, than this. Like, because I feel <laughs> like you'd miss so much. And I, I, I know that there are people who did that. And they may have seen, like, an Iron Man here or there or, you know, like a Guardians of the Galaxy. But, like, to go into this movie as the 23rd movie and you've only seen maybe six of them, that's you're cool. You're not getting the full Yeah, you're not getting the you're full. Not you're the not going to get the full kind of, like, emotional ride that people who have followed this series will it's not to say that you can't enjoy it because this movie is still very enjoyable even if you don't get every single moment even if you a lot of the easter eggs and stuff fly over your head that's fine and all but i think if you really want to try to appreciate this movie there's so much more payoff in like having seen the rest of them before you see this movie yeah they you know now make- i'm thinking we should do a whole another episode just about the nods and break them down if they got all 22 movies. That would be interesting. Because they even went I back like to Thor. The, Thor the Dark World. Which many people consider to be like. One of the worst. If not the worst MCU film. And they were like. Hey remember that one that you all hate it? Yeah. yeah we're going to go back to that one. So fuck you guys. Like you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. They're like we're going to make I love it. And they try like to do like movie. a recap. Because like yeah nobody remembers what happened yeah. in that movie. He like, spent so much time explaining like what happened in Thor the Dark World and it's like man nobody really remembers that was another scene of Thor that upset me though because he was all sad about Jane again I was like come on man I I, again so I mean oh we're not together anymore which actually to be honest with you at one point I was like what if that's how they ended Thor is he did get back with Jane 
That'd be pretty crazy. Like at one point during the movie, I was like, is he going to see Jane at the end? Like, I don't think Natalie Portman was actually in it, though. I mean, she was in it, but yeah, I, I think, think those, they just took footage right. from Thor The Dark World and just used it. I don't think she actually showed up and acted that. I agree. Yeah. She was at the premiere, apparently, though. Yeah, she was at the premiere. It's not, I mean, it was. it's plausible that they could have made that happen. I'm yeah. sure they could have convinced her to come back for that one last scene. Dude, because they, they convinced a lot of people to come back yeah. to do nothing but look. You know, like... I need you to come and stand here. They had General Ross in there just standing. Yeah. Crazy. I think you said the same thing about like Samuel L. Jackson was in it, but he didn't have a line. Or Maria Hill didn't line. have a line yeah, either. They just stood there. They're just like, hey. Just got to see him. Yeah, we're here. Don't don't forget about us. Remember, we helped start this. We helped start this too. Um, so yeah, man. The, these smaller moments, these deeper moments, they're, they're really good, man. There's a lot of good exchange between characters. I like how they continue Rocket and Thor's relationship. The weirdest relationship I would say in the entire movie is between Rocket and Thor. Like that's the most unusual relationship. But Rocket's like, look, man, like get your shit together. He like smacks him in the face. <laughs> He's like, come here, right here, right here. Smacks him. Thor's like, okay, I got it. And those are good moments, man. Yeah. They're, they're good moments. Um, let's see what else we got. What was? Did I ask you this? What was your favorite scene? I don't think I asked you this. Yeah, I'm not sure if you asked me this either. Ah, uh, favorite scene, man. It's a real long. Pause Thanos sitting there waiting for the fight to come to him. Fuck, that was my favorite scene. It was just, uh, it was like epic on like so many different levels because so it was like levels. the three that started the universe were the only three that were there, and they all three of them brought their A game. Yeah. Like, and I like, I let's love go, the, let's do this, let's work together, let's kick his ass. Let's do. I re- like what really made that scene for me was the exchange between them before they decided to do it. Right. I don't remember the exact words. All I remember is they like they come in. They're like, "What is Thor standing there?" Because Thor, obviously, he the 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 explosion didn't really bother him. He's just like, "I'm here," and um, you know, they're like, "What is what has Thanos been doing?" He's like, "Absolutely nothing. He's just been sitting there." And they're like, "All right, well, let's fucking go get him." And he's got no Infinity Stones. Yeah, he's got he doesn't have the gauntlet yet. Like, let's let's go get him. And they're all like, this, "We still might not do this," and. But now's our chance to fucking get some yeah. revenge. And Thor's just like, all right, cool. Well, I just wanted to make sure. I think, yeah, Thor says, like, we might die or we might not make it or, or whatever. And Iron Man's like, well, what else we got? What, what better do we have to do right now? Something. <laughs> I really wish I remember the lines. And Thor's just like, all right, I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. And then he fucking summons both of his, ha- his hammer and his axe. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That was so great because they all just... W- they were all just like, fuck this. Like, we, this is it. This is our own one and only shot. We have to go murder this dude. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is it. And you're right. They all brought their A game. Even out of shape Thor was like, let's Doing go. some shit. Yeah, he's like, let's go. He's fucking wielding both hammers. Like, we see a callback to the first Avengers where Thor, like, electrocutes Iron Man. Yep. And he accidentally charges his suit to 400%. And he's like, Thor hit me. And he, we see him do it again. Like, just so good. 
the fact that Thanos was able to just helicopter blade out of that was a bit ridiculous if you ask me. <laughs> but hey, he is Thanos. Um speaking of which, actually, so Thanos seemed more skilled in this movie to me than he did in Infinity War. Did you did you feel that? No. No? No. He he seemed like a, a like a do you have a Thanos Stronger section to the to the list yeah, that we're gonna yeah, get to? We're in it right now. This, right, is, this, is, this is the this Thanos, is the Thanos section. section. Yeah. Ooh wee, man! I might go on a rant like I did about Thor in the last movie about Thanos right now. Did you not like Thanos in this movie or something? That is my thing. Thanos was such a m- compelling and menacing character in Infinity War, mm-hmm. and he almost had this like this like wiseness to him like he just he just knew too much and he knew what he had to do he had his goals and nothing was going to get in his way and it was almost to the point where emotion played no part whatsoever in what he was doing right i mean you see it when he, he's got to kill gamora like he's like this would be the emotional part but he can't let emotion get in his way he just sheds one single tear as he does kill somebody that he does consider to be his daughter Right. And like it had to be true because for to get the Infinity Stone, you had to kill somebody you love. So he he had to really love her for it to work. Right. But he got all of his emotions out of the way to do what he had to do to get it all done. And to him, killing fifty percent of the population, which by the way, I've seen videos about like the if that would work. The and there's so much with the science behind it about how it would it work. Yeah, I know. But That's anyways, what everybody was saying that like his his. It wouldn't work. It's not true. Yeah. It wouldn't. But he was so convinced this is what he had to do. He almost had this, like, for the greater good idea ideology for it. Um, he went. He got it done. Didn't let emotion get in his way. Like I said, he almost seemed like a wiser villain, which is partially why, to me, he's, like, the most terrifying villain that we've seen in the MCU to date. He was scary. Right. This version of Thanos seems very motivated by his emotions than he is by just logic and trying to get what needs to be done. This one, and it, it's it's crazy to me because I was thinking, I'm like, is it that he's just so much younger? He's a little bit more kiddish, but no. I mean, granted, we got the 2014 version of Thanos. Right, and this movie, uh, I guess, takes place in like 2023 because the uh, most of the Marvel movies up until this point have taken, taking place like um in like real time so like guardians of the galaxy really ha- took place in 2014 and right whatever, but he whatever. dies before the five-year gap so was it still 2018 and 2019 when thanos died uh yeah i mean it was so it was 2018 when he died and then it was five years later which would be 2023 right all right so we're saying basically a Thanos and the difference of age as we've seen him in the movies of about three years. Um, yeah, four, four years, years, four yeah. years, four years from when. He so died. it's not even like a maturity, because like how much could this fully grown adult <laughs> mature in four years? Yeah, right. But he almost like he, this version of Thanos. He was just super driven by emotion, like. His motivation in this movie was like I succeeded in doing what I've set out to go do, and these damn Avengers like are gonna try to undo it. And like yeah, I almost felt like he was a little whiny about it. He's like, ah, oh, I'll show them. I'm gonna travel to the future and prevent it. And like, how dare you undo what I'm gonna do? You know what? 
screw you guys. I'm going to go ahead and kill everybody and just start all over with this. Which is ridiculous. I almost feel like to a point is ridiculous for him to think he could do because just wiping out half the population pretty much almost killed him. Yeah. So he was going to wipe the full population and then create it all again and think he could survive that. But whatever. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So this version of Thanos to me, I just he just seemed whiny and like he wasn't menacing and scary because he was just so focused on like his emotions and like like I said, like it just came down to like how dare these guys try to undo what I already did and future me is gonna die to do. Like I'm gonna stop you guys now. And he just kinda lost all of his like ideology and like motivation that he did in the first movie right like he wasn't doing it almost for like the greater good anymore like now he was doing it just because he was upset that it was going to be undone on him yeah um now in terms of fighting i thought i don't think his fighting was any better or if anything i would say it was it was slightly worse i mean granted he was going against a lots more people this time, but all of his fights before, you didn't see him with his army. All That's of his true. fights was it was just him versus X amount of characters. This was him and like an insane amount of army with him fighting all these characters. And some characters pretty much like like Scarlet Witch freaking handed his ass to him, but yeah. like Scarlet Witch didn't do that in Infinity War. She just like tried to hold him while she was trying to destroy the stone. I mean, if she could do that in that movie. Yeah, all right. So, I think we have di- we definitely have different opinions on Thanos. Good. In this movie. I like it. Yeah. So, I in Infinity War, the first scene where he whoops the Hulk's ass, where immediately like they immediately put an explanation on the point of this is the baddest villain we've seen so far, in terms of everything. You know what I mean? In terms of plan, scale, strength everything he is the baddest right he whooped the hawk's ass and barely broke a sweat if not didn't even break a sweat and then as the story progresses we kind of see him stripped down and we kind of see how he got to where he is now and how he came to the conclusion that he needs to do this he sees himself as he looks at himself as like a god, as a deity, as as like this prophet that needs to fulfill this mission that only he can fulfill. Which was great. And it was. It was absolutely great. But as the movie progresses, I see him less as menacing and more of just like, like the whole point is you, they want you to kind of not, not sympathize with him, but at least try to understand his motivations, right? We see that his home world was destroyed. We see that he's the only survivor. We see that he has to give up like his like the one thing he truly loved. And you see that he's even tested this hysteria by just going to planets and killing half the population and watching how they prosper. Right. Yeah. 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 And which is I think they they kind of teeter this line of like he's a fucking lunatic, but he's also brilliant. You know what I mean? Like he's why I feel like he's he was like terrifying. this lunatic that you sympathize with. And yeah, they can't make him terrifying, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say by the end of the movie he was menacing as much as he just was just a great villain. Like I was just like I I it, when he sat down, I was just more like I almost wanted to applaud for him just for the simple fact that like he's the first villain that we've seen who set out to accomplish a goal and he fucking accomplished it. Like it was like I can't 
I can't even be mad at you about that. Like you fucking <laughs> did it. Like shit. Like you even rested. Like you said you were going to. Like that's crazy. But in the end game, they stripped all of that away from him. And they actually put things back on him, literally, in the sense of like he's armored up again. He's got this crazy fucking blade, dual blade thing that we've never seen before. But he's I bet like, it was perfectly balanced. He doesn't have the stones and <clears throat> He still kind of has that kind of profit mindset because he sees him, himself being beheaded. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and he's like, he's like, I call that destiny. He's like, that's destiny right there. Like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. They killed the, they killed the future me and trying to undo what future me has already accomplished. In his mind, he's inevitable. Like, they are just undoing the inevitable and. His goal is I need to fulfill again. I need to fulfill this task. Right. So he thinks instead of doing it the long way, like the other me did, I'm just going to do it the short way. I know where all the stones are going to be all in one place. Why not just fucking go get them? So again, he has that strategical mindset, which is one of the things I like most about Thanos. He's one of those villains that I don't like, feel like I felt like that was much strategy. I feel like I felt like he was trying to stop them from, undoing what future him already did yeah which he was but you i don't think he was being whiny about it i think I he was like more was so just i feel like in my head i was hearing my like that's the noise i was making really as yeah, I, was doing I, I everything. didn't see that i saw it as more of his god complex coming through of like again because he says it like twice i'm i am inevitable this is supposed to like to him it's supposed to happen. So if they're undoing it, that means it's now his job to redo it. Just like he felt like it was his job to make it happen in the first place. If it's undone, it's his job to redo it. And if it got undone again, like it would, it would have been this never ending cycle. See, but uh, I would agree with you if he was going to get the stones, just to continue have happen what he had already done. But the fact that he was like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to kill everybody and start all over. Well, cause I feel it, like that changes what his originally was trying to do. Yeah, and yeah, I hear that, and I, I've heard people complain about that in like reviews and stuff. But again, I don't. I I still just see this as like him in his complex of like uh, he realizes because his whole thing at first was random, right? Random selection. It, there's no, there's no lot. There's, there's no if like. But now he's getting rid of the random rich. Poor, strong, weak, it doesn't matter. I snap my fingers, half of you motherfuckers go. That's it, period. And in doing so, he realizes that he left behind half of the Avengers. And he says, like, you couldn't live with your own failure. You lost, you couldn't live with it, and now look where you are. You've come right back to me. And you know what? That's fine, because I'm right back where I need to be. And you know what? This time, instead of giving you guys the opportunity to do this shit again... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it away. He because he realizes he's like he says So why kill everybody though? Because he says there will always be people left who are ungrateful. Because his whole thing is he said in the Avengers Infinity War, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. He believes that what he is doing is mercy, that he's like helping people, right? Even if he's killing half of them, he's helping them. They're going quick. They're going easy. There's no there's no choices to it. It's just they're gone. So now he's like, okay, there's always going to be ungrateful people left after I do this because there's always going to be people, people who remember 
what was, even if what was was going to lead to the end of what is now. So, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm just going to create a universe in my eyes. Again, he thinks he's God. He thinks that he can create a universe in his image. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, that's ridiculous. And then in terms of like, I felt like he was more menacing in this one because the entire time he was fighting, he didn't have the stones. He was swatting hammers away. He like they tried to kill him so many times. He almost killed Thor in the way Thor threw his axe into his chest. Like, and some of it doesn't make sense because there's a scene, and I, I kind of have an argument for it. But in Infinity War, when Thanos shows up and he, not Thanos, Thor shows up and he throws his axe at Thanos. Thanos uses the power of the the gauntlet, which at this point he has all five stones, shoots a beam, and Thor's hammer goes right through the beam and hits him in the chest. But in this one, Thor can throw his hammer at him and he can swat it away. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? That That's not on the same level as before? Let me hear your reasoning of why. Well, it's, it's probably not the best, but my whole thing is, because Thor was kind of getting his ass whooped in this one. And you would think that because of what he's been through, because of his anger, because he knows how it's going to end, that he would actually do better this time. But he doesn't. It seems like he does worse. I think he does worse just because he's out of shape. He he, he gave up. What does that have to do with the ex, though? Oh, well, yeah. I don't know that part. Maybe he just doesn't have – it's not as much strength behind it as before. There was so much anger and force and, like, determination behind when he threw that ax in the first one. This one, he was just kind of like, I just got to stop him. Because I was half expecting when he like switched to God mode or whatever that they like slim him back up, but they didn't. Like he just stayed fat and out of shape. And like for him as an Asgardian, like for him, that's pretty big. You know what I mean? Like an yeah. extra fucking, he probably put on an extra 40, 50 pounds. Like that's a lot of weight to be carrying around for him. Like even for God, probably. And he was out of shape. He clearly had given up on fighting. Like before, the Thor we knew was always running to the next battle all the time. He was just, that's all he knew was battle, 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 battle. And then we have a Thor who didn't do anything for five years but sit around and drink beer. You can even argue that he still might be a bit drunk when he actually fights Thanos. (laughs) So, I mean... It would make sense that he wasn't faring as well. But And then I remember the one point Thor does get him. He's got Stormbreaker to his, like, close to his neck. You see Captain America jump over, grab Stormbreaker as well, try to pull it in. And fucking Thanos just was like, nope, get off me. Bam, bam. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how (laughs) is this happening? And he's so... He's so smart as a villain. Thanos is one of those characters where, like, you know how sometimes we get those characters where they do something and you're like, why would you do it like that? Why didn't you do it like this? You kind of question, like, you should have just did it like that. It would have made more sense. At no point between Infinity War and this movie did I ever feel that way about Thanos. Ever. I was never like, he should have done this and it would have been over. I feel like everything I thought that he should have done, he did. Not only that, but even things that I didn't think to do, he fucking thought of. <laughs> like when he's fighting Captain Marvel and he like headbutts her and it just fucking bounces off. And then she looks at him like that was nothing. She's pulling. She's trying to pull the gauntlet off. And what does he think to do? Pull the power stone out and punch her ass with that. 
I was like, what the f- that was, that, yeah, was that was a pretty damn great scene. I was like, that was brilliant. I would have never thought of that. Ever. <laughs> I'm like, this dude is not going down. And yes, he had a he had an army this time, but still they didn't do much for most of the fight. He didn't call him until Captain America got all his peeps. Or right before. Right. So I, I mean, yeah, I, so I, I like the- I I still wouldn't say I like Thanos more in this movie than I did in Infinity War because we didn't get as much as Thanos in this movie as Infinity War. Infinity War was Thanos' movie. This was an Avengers movie. Like, that's just how they set it up. So we didn't get as much as Thanos, but I, I still liked them almost very close. All right. So, yeah, that's how, that's how I felt. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely lean more towards the Infinity War one, but I'm not saying. Yeah, that I mean that's I do too. Disliked, but I still think that this one. I think this one seemed he seemed more skilled. He seemed more like we got to see more of like that that war battle ready Thanos, right? Versus in Infinity War, we saw the the stripped down like I'm 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 a god now Thanos. Versus this one was the the gritty like down and dirty like the first scene we see him he's walking out of a portal and he's wa- literally wiping blood off his blade you know this is like the i'm not afraid to get my hands dirty i'm like i need to do it thanos versus right the infinity war thanos where he's like he gets the gauntlet and he's like by the time he gets the second stone he's already like yep i'm already as strong as being there is now i don't i don't need this armor anymore i don't need my weapon anymore like I'm good. This is all I need. Like, I'm a god now. Which both were great, but I think they were both great in their own ways. Yeah. Either way, still hands down one of the best villains we've seen in any movie, period. I feel like we've gotten deep in this episode. Yeah. That was the whole point, man. Wow. Just like the movie. (laughs) But anyway, so Thanos, so we've kind of thrown in bits and pieces of it. But I feel like we got to take a, a quick step back because I can't let this episode end without mentioning it. Okay, what's that? The scene where Hulk is holding up the whole Avengers Tower thing. Yeah, I mean, that, so, lead, that leads right into the big battle, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that's before the big battle. We kind of started the big battle kind of talks. Yeah. So I just, I just, I got to say it's so great. So awesome. That's almost one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing. Just because I was like, ah, it's right out of the comic book. Yeah, it is pretty legit. I was nerding out so hard. Yeah, it's not exactly the same, but what, you want to tell him what you're referring to? So in uh, Secret Wars, he's holding up a whole mountain range to prevent it crushing the Avengers team. Now, to be clear, the Hulk is not holding up a mountain. He is holding up an entire mountain range. That's multiple mountains. He's holding it up on his shoulders. Right. Craziness. So in this scene, a little bit more realistic for the Hulk that we have, he's just holding up the building, preventing it. With one arm, though. Yeah, preventing it from crushing his fellow Avengers that are down there with him. Yeah. Um, but it was just great. It just like it looked almost dead on to like the picture you see in the comic book. Like it was so perfect. Yeah, it was pretty fucking solid. We got another moment like that in uh Spider Man Homecoming when he's at the end where um the vulture like whipped the building down on him and he's like holding it up. That's also ripped straight from the comics. But we mentioned that. You guys know that at this point if you listen to that <laughs> to that review. Um so yeah, so that that, that kind of leads us in, into the big battle. So 
we see we got Cap and Thanos, right? He 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 knocked down Thor. Iron Man's kind of out of the picture. So we got we got Thanos and Cap going at it. Well, right before that happens, another thing ripped straight from the comic books. Cap is worthy, baby. He's <laughs> worthy to wield the magic hammer. Whoever should be worthy shall possess the power of Thor. And he fucking does it. Dude, I was so excited. Not just like for one scene either. No, like, they for like a while yeah, he was doing it. I was it. thinking they were gonna like he was gonna when he threw it at Thanos and he caught it, I'm thinking, ah, that's gonna be it. And then he swings it and I'm like, okay, I'm like, he's probably gonna whack him with it a couple times, right? But no, sir. They were like, <laughs> Nope, we're gonna give him this hammer. We are not gonna fuck around about giving him this hammer. Dude, he knew everything. And at first, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about he just picked it up for the first time and he kind of knows how to wield it like he's Thor. But, I mean, I guess in the enchantment, it does say shall possess the power of Thor. So maybe the power of Thor includes the knowledge of Thor, which means he knows how to wield the hammer. I feel like he was just winging it and just picking it all up. He's Captain so? America. He but I mean, fast. He, he was summoning lightning at one point, uh, too. That was so awesome. Like I was When like, he first did it, I was like, oh, yes. yeah. Dude, I knew, I mean, we knew it was coming. I didn't know it was going to happen in that moment. As soon as I saw Thor on the ropes and then the hammer move, I'm like, it's got to be. It's, it's going to happen. Dude, I definitely didn't. I thought he was going to do the whole, like, when he's getting beat and he summons his hammer so it hits him in the back of the head. I thought that was about to happen. I, I was like, no, Cap picked up that hammer. Because we just see it lift and we don't see, they cut off, like, a part of the handle and we just see it lift. I'm like, Cap grabbed that hammer. I know he grabbed that hammer. Then you see him catching them like ah! I think I legitimately screamed in the theater. I was like, ah, yes! Oh, it was so you definitely exciting. did. <laughs> it was so exciting, dude! Like, so oh let me God. let me hear with two questions then. All right, the first one, a little bit bigger. Why do you? What do you think has changed that Captain America is now worthy? Well, I think he was worthy from the beginning, but he couldn't lift it in Ultron. I think he wasn't truly trying. I don't know. I like uh, in Age of Ultron, he just was kind of like, all right, well, I, I, yeah, I guess I'll give it. A, like, I think he goes into it with the mindset and the the mindset of like, I'm not gonna be able to lift this hammer, so, but I'll give it a shot anyway, right? I think a part, and this has never been truly defined in the comic books. Um, also, if you guys want to know, one of the Cap has lifted his hammer a couple times in the comic books. The first time he did it was like in 1988. He he lifted uh, Thor's hammer. And when he did it then, it was Thor was in trouble. Kind of like this scene, actually. Thor was in trouble. He was getting beat down. Captain America, a villain tries to lift the hammer, like a super strong villain. He can't do it. Captain America goes to do it. And in his mind, he's telling himself like, I know I'm not going to be able to lift this hammer, but Thor's in trouble and I got to do something. I got to try to get him this hammer. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but whatever. I'm, I'm just going to fucking try anyway. And he goes to grab it and then we see a bunch of bad guys pile up on him. And then you just see Captain America burst out holding up the hammer like, oh shit, he lifted it. And then he does go to wield it a little bit, but he actually gives it right back to Thor like, this is a crazy weapon, but it doesn't belong to me. Here you go, Thor. And he gives it back. And then we see it again in a, a more recent book. I think it was from like 2011 or 12 in um, a book called Fear Itself. 
which is actually really good. It's a pretty solid book. Um, but Cap also lifts up uh, Mjolnir then. And it, this time it was kind of like the opposite. He kind of had the mindset of like, I'm going to do this. Like he still kind of thinks like, maybe I won't be able to, but like, I can't, I can't just go down without a fight. And it's, it's cool because in this book, every, everybody is gifted like, um, as guardian weapons, except Captain America. So he, he just ends up picking up Thor's hammer. So it's pretty dope there, but straight out of the comic books. (laughs) Um, what was your question? Why he was worthy now. Oh, and he wasn't before. I think I think it's because of the same thing that kind of helped in the, in the comic books, right? I think before it was just they were having fun, they were playing a game, trying to lift the hammer, and that's why he was able to budget because he always kind of had it in him. But I think in this scene, he realized like there's nothing more he can do. Thor is down, Iron Man is down. It's just him. He has to do something, right? And he may he still may be unsure if he can actually lift that hammer. But he knows that he has to he has to help. He, he he goes into that traditional Captain America mode of I can do this all day. No matter how many times you knock me down, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep trying as long as I can breathe. I'm not giving up. And I think that mentality in the mix of a battle is what caused him to be able to wield the weapon. It's a damn good answer. I mean, you know. Look at you, bringing the A game today. Oh, I'm on it, baby. I'm on it talking about I'm not excited. Oh, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm enthralled. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the second question? I, I feel like you kind of have both. I was thinking, you know, you definitely answered both. Because at the moment, I was like, I wonder what was going through his head that he thought like, oh, I can lift it right now. Yeah. Like what would make him think to even try that? Because he, she tried before and he couldn't do it. Yep. But you, you pretty much answered yeah, that question. I think that's anyways. why. Yeah. He went crazy though. Like, and he yeah. was doing shit where I'm like, what the, did he just fucking think of that shit on the fly? Like there, it, he does one move. He throws his shield past Thanos. Then he throws the hammer at his shield for it to bounce off and create like this fucking shockwave. And then you see Thanos like fall forward from it. I'm like, what in the world is going (laughs) on right now? This is insane, man. Like it was so crazy. But yeah, they 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 were like, fuck it. We're going to. I mean, he probably remembers the first time he felt Thor's hammer on his shield and was like, you know what? That cost a little, made a little explosion kind of thing. Let me do that again here. Yeah, and they they did it in um, Age of Ultron. Like that was a combo move that they had. Right. So I guess, but to see him do it by himself is like fucking unreal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to to throw his shield and then be like, all right, let me line it up, bam, and then just oh. I like so the scene good. where they're like doing a whole bunch of battle things and then they like switch and he's got the axe and Thor's got the hammer and Thor's like, no, no, I want the bigger one. Yeah, get, no, give me the, you take the small one. Give me that one back. <laughs> and I love how Thor, when he saw Captain America lifted, he was like, I knew it. Like to have that moment of like gratification yeah. in, in the mix. And then Thanos like stomps him out. But it's like for him to have that, like that was great. It was such a good moment. It's like, man, you guys are like, you might die, but you're still just like, fuck that's my team like you know what i mean like he that's him that's cap that's we fight side by side like and yeah that that switcheroo was like he's like no 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 give me the, give me the big one back. that that's a very classic thor thing to do yeah. so i like that they kept that um so that that was pretty cool 
see. Let's see. Um, so we got to talk about Captain Marvel, though. Right. Um, actually, so Cap's fighting him. He's got the hammer. He's got his shield. Thanos has Thor down. He has Iron Man down. He gets to a point where he breaks half of Captain America's shield, which is also right from uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Right. He does that Infinity Gauntlet. He shatters the shield. We also so we saw that in Tony Stark's dream. We did also see that in Tony Stark's dream. Um, and again, here's another moment from the trailers that they fucking, they edit it, right? Because in the trailers, we see Captain America do a thing where he grabs the leather strap on his shield. How are those leather straps holding the fuck? Like, how are I they holding know. up? They're not made of vibranium <laughs> weave. Like, how are they still on there? It's unbelievable. But anyway. It's 100% genuine leather. I swear, dude. He fucking, you see him tighten the shield and like in the movie, half of it's gone, but he's still like, I'm just going to keep it anyway. In the trailer, he still has the whole shield, but he's, half of it's gone. And we see another scene, iconic moment from the comic books. Captain America stands up to Thanos again. And again, we have that same Captain America mentality of like, as long as I can breathe, I'm not giving up. I'm going to stand up to all the bullies. I don't fucking care. Then that's when Thanos summons his army and he's like, Captain America doesn't flinch. He's like, let's It was such a quiet go. moment. Too. It was, man. Like, no, was I, such I swear a people weren't even moment. breathing in the theater. Like it was so quiet. It was, it was so it was such a beautiful moment, dude. And I don't know about you, but when Sam came on, when the Falcon came on that intercom, and he's like, Cap, a part of me was like, oh shit. Hulk did do it. He did bring him back. I like I had complete I was so lost in what was going on already. I had completely forgot that everybody was back. I didn't. I was waiting. Were you? Like yeah. I had forgot I had forgot for a second. I'm like, oh shit, they are all back. I'm I like, remember wondering how like everybody was gonna get there because I had no idea how they were gonna do it. Oh yeah, I mean then Doctor Strange. Well, <laughs> Peter Parker gives us the best explanation of what happened yeah. ever. He's like I blacked out for a second and then I woke up and Dr. Strange was like, Hey, you got to get up. It's been five years. They need our help. Let's go. Okay. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> like, fuck it, man. Like, that's all we needed. That was beautiful. He wrapped that shit up and like all the questions I'm sure people would have had of what, what happened when they got snapped? Did they go to a different dimension? Did they go to a different universe? Did it create a parallel dimension? Like, did they feel it? What, what happened? Right. We had all these questions before and he just, Sum that shit up. Let me just answer this real quick. All right, let's go. Yeah, he was just like... Continue this three-hour movie? <laughs> I felt like I blacked out. Like, that was it. That was all it was to it. They just felt like they blacked out. They felt like they had been gone for a second. Man, and, and then, then the hug back. right then, too. Yeah, that was very emotional. It was so emotional, so powerful. I was like, yeah. oh, man. Can you imagine how he had a feel in that moment? Like, Because in reality, like he was doing it for everybody, but like he was a big part of it. He was doing it to get him back. Yeah. And then like all of it, like it worked. Yeah. Like It was worth it. He got... The kid back, you know what I mean? And it's it's a call back to the Spider-Man Homecoming where Peter goes to hug him and he's like, I'm not giving you a hug. I'm just trying to open the door. Yeah. He actually is hugging him and he's like, oh, this is actually, this is nice. And we know Peter's lost his Uncle Ben, his dad. Like, he didn't really, ha- he didn't really have a male role model. And they've painted this that um, Peter Parker has, has idolized Iron Man ever since Iron Man uh, 2. So... That, yeah, that was a great moment. And All right, then, back, back to Sam Wilson. Yeah. How how great was it here to see him be like on your left? Oh, it's so great. So great. Like, yes. That was one of my favorite parts of 
the Winter Soldier. I remember seeing that in the theaters, and that part was so funny. By the third one, he's like, "Don't say it, don't say it." And you left. I'm like, "That was so great! It's such a great way to start the movie." I was fully into it by that moment, and to get that callback again, another great callback. It was so, it was oh, it was so great. We get that callback, and then you know what comes next. The moment we've been waiting for since the first Avengers movie. Two words from one person. We've been waiting for this since 2012. I feel like we so, should say it together. Give it, give it a count. Give it a one, two, three. We'll say it together. All right. We here on the count of three. One, two, three. Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Woo! <laughs> buddy oh my god that was really loud i'm sorry if i hurt your ear but oh my dude <laughs> did you just speechless oh uh, yes <laughs> i was spe- i was speechless when that happened i was like oh man like that was like the melting point for my nerd heart you know what i'm like <laughs> i feel like everybody hit that moment in this movie of like the ultimate nerd out like that was it for me. I know it may not be it for everybody, but that was it for me. Like the Avengers assemble with Cap catching the hammer. Man, dude. Oh, so great. And then everybody charges in the battle. I mean, I, literally everybody. Every everybody was there. Everybody. Black Panther, Shuri, um um Freaking Doctor Strange, Wong, all the other sorcerers, all of Wakanda, M'Baku was there. We get, we even get fucking Howard the Duck. We didn't know this, but from Easter egg videos, Howard the Duck was a part of this battle. Which is crazy to me. Unbelievable. It's insane. Like, then we get the Valkyrie. We get Valkyrie and her squad showing up. Like, so we got fucking Pegasus in the sky. We get... Arguably, to me, the best scene from Giant Man, which is him punching that fucking flying whale thing in the <laughs> face. I'm like, this is so great. So great, man. Um, what, what else we get? Oh, there's so much in this. So let, let, let me see. Let's 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 before we just lose it. Um, fucking we get pepper pots. We do get pepper pots. Dude, that scene was epic between them. When she flies in and they're fucking fighting back to back. I'm like, yeah. Because, so in the comic book, she's had a suit of armor before, but it's been known as Rescue. That was her, like, code name. And her suit in the in the comic books didn't have any offensive weapons. It was only for, like, rescuing people from, like, natural disasters and things like that. But not in this movie. Yeah, that was going to work for this movie. Yeah. They were like, nope. She's, she's killing just like everybody else. Her and Tony are fighting right alongside each other. Which I felt like, you know, like that was fitting. Because we've seen her wear a suit. We saw her like fucking yeah. fighting the last Iron Man yeah. Like We've seen it. Yeah. She's worn a suit. She she kind of knows. And I mean, being married to Tony Stark, you got to imagine like he's probably always like, hey, Pepper, check this out. Look at this. Like, look how cool this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I'm sure she figured it out. And he built the suit specifically for her. Like, so that that was crazy. We get... um. I really enjoyed this moment. I know it didn't it didn't hit for a lot of people, but it hit for me. But so Hawkeye this whole time has had the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones in it. And he's like arguably the worst person to be holding on to it because he's like the only normal human being on the field at this point, I think. Right. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, technically, Rhodey and yeah, but they're in Falcon, suits. I would, but... I, yeah. Well, I mean, before they showed up, Hawkeye was the only normal, like the only normal human being there, and he's he's the one protecting the right. six Infinity Stones. And then you get all the like the the devil dogs and all these other things like uh, coming after him, and you're like. Like how you called them devil dogs. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything else to call them. Uh, they have an actual name. Just, I think they're called the, the outsiders or something like that. No, the 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 like weird space dogs. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we get that, and then, yeah, Hawkeye, the worst person to be to be doing this, because I'm like, he's he might die doing this. Like I, for one second, I thought this might be it. This might be actually how Hawkeye dies. He might die defending the stones or whatever. Then we get Black Panther show up, and clearly a much better choice to do this. And he goes, Clint, give it to me. And that was a callback to Civil War when they first met each other, and they were fighting. And Hawkeye goes, I don't think we've met yet. I'm Clint. And Black Panther goes, I don't care. And it's like, to have that callback of like, (laughs) no, he actually remembered his name. And, And to me, that also... It kind of shows like Black Panther respects him, right? It's because if he didn't respect him, it's like why? If he wasn't worth remembering his name, he wouldn't have remembered it. But he remembers it. Like this is the king of Wakanda. Like he's got a lot of shit right. in his mind. Like, but he remembered this dude's name. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was pretty. And he wasn't at in Infinity War at all. So Hawkeye's never been to Wakanda. You know, like he he only met Black Panther that one time. So I'm like, that was a that was a nice little callback of like he calls him by his name directly that was good fucking we get spider-man insta kill that shit was crazy i think you should continue with that scene because the whole scene was cool i mean he's running you know dodging people and yeah doing there's a hand off to spider-man then spider-man swinging around with the gauntlet like on one of his webs like and then he drops down and he's like karen turn on insta kill see his eyes turn red and it's just turns out it's just a bunch of stabbing yeah he's just all of his legs are just stabbing these things and i'm like this is so Which crazy. seemed helpful for him at the time. It did. It was taking him out real. I mean, it was killing him instantly. It was yeah. like he knew exactly where to go. It was just like, but he stopped moving though, which frustrated me because I'm like, why just stand there? Like, keep moving and keep the insta kill going. Yeah, but that's all right. I like the scene, and then so then he's like laying there holding on the gauntlet for like dear life, and Captain Marvel comes on down. Like, yeah, the first time like they haven't met before, they don't know who each other are, and he's yeah. just like, ah, I'm 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 Peter. From Peter Parker, and she's like, "Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Like, give me that. Like, <laughs> hand it over." Um, we get Scarlet Witch. I, I, I like the progression of Scarlet Witch, man. She gets stronger and stronger every movie, and she should be one of the strongest Avengers. Yeah, and I definitely. think in this one they finally were like, "Yeah, this is because in the comic books, her her most powerful moments have have been a result of pain." of her losing or losing someone. Right. That's been like her biggest thing. Like when she, as a result of loss, usually she loses control of her powers because she can't keep her emotions in check. And then you see her do the most powerful thing she's ever done. And they kind of went the same route with this one. Like for a second, I thought she was going to be able to change everything back herself. Like, but she, (laughs) she goes right at the fuck after Thanos. She's like, I'm here. Like you took everything from me. I'm going to rip your heart out now. And she almost succeeds. Like, I know. It was great. Like, I was, I definitely was sitting there like, take finally. down Thor, Cap, and Iron Man together. And then you see Scarlet Witch come in and like, 
give him this him go. Up. Yeah, I'm like, man. I really was sitting there like, finally, like, I wanted to see her do some cool things. She's yeah. crazy powerful. We all know she's crazy powerful. Like, let's see her do it. And here it is. And there it was. It. So that Didn't was disappointed at all. And I even loved, like, you took everything from me, and he's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, which made it even worse. Because yeah. that version of him didn't know who Scarlet Witch was. I think that version of Thanos still only really knows Iron Man. Well, he knows of the Avengers group because he says it when he sees the clip plan or whatever. He's like, because Gamora's like, do you know them? Who are they? And he's like, they're the Avengers. Like, So I think he kind of knows who yeah. they are already. But, yeah, I mean, I guess he wouldn't know Scarlet Witch, right? He would only know, like, probably the core members from the attack on New York. Right. So that makes sense. But, yeah, so that was crazy. And then we see Captain Marvel, right? Um, so there was a whole big to-do with Captain Marvel about how she was – how she is currently the strongest Avenger. Like, they, they made that very clear. Man, She's the she strongest. Even, Did you get – Is she even an Avenger, though? Let's be realistic. Her I only mean, time in the team. She's not a member of the core was, team. She was in the beginning of the movie, and then she showed up at the end of the movie. Can you even call her an Avenger? Maybe not, but, well, she, look, she's the strongest person in the MCU, <laughs> I guess, would be the better better way to put it. We kind of see that shit, too. Like like I said, like he was fighting her. He fucking headbutts her. She, like, doesn't flinch. I'm like, wow, what the fuck? What's right. going on? And, like, I mean, yeah, there was a couple times, like, even when he took the Power Stone out, punched her like he put it back in he went to do the snap and she was right back on his ass like like nope give me this hey 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 yeah hold on buddy like i'm not going anywhere like she was right back on him like she kept coming back and coming back and just when she came in like because scarlet witch is getting thanos he's like rain fire fire the missiles down on the field i don't care who gets hit just do it and then we see the ship change the directory of the missiles and they're firing into the sky. And everybody's like, what are they shooting at? And it's just one person. It's just Captain Marvel flying. And again, we see something like what she does in her movie. It's just take down Thanos' ship with no effort. Just flies right through that bitch. Boom. Rips it apart. Done. I'm like, man, they <laughs> they were not holding back. They weren't holding back with a lot of stuff in this movie. I mean, I guess why would you, right? Nah, this is it. Um. So did did you get a sense of her power in this one? Yeah. No. Definitely. You you could tell that she was like crazy overpowered. She was like a game changer into the the whole situation. And yeah, I definitely got that sense with her. Yeah. Did. So a lot of people were worried that she would come in and just like be the end all be all for Thanos. You know what I mean? That like she would be the one to take him down. She'd be the one to kill. And him. I didn't really get that feeling. No, me neither. I never thought that that would be the case. I more so thought that she would be the uh, a big deciding factor, like a big wearer. Like she would wear Thanos down a bit for one of the other ones to finish the job. But I never thought that she'd be the one to do it herself. Yeah. I mean, definitely going to this movie, I thought we were going to see like a big showdown. We're going to see like the Hulk, Captain Marvel and Thor being like really like taking Thanos down. Like the three of them really going at it and like doing a lot of damage. Yeah. And, you know, we really didn't see that. No, we didn't. We didn't see any of the Hulk in that final battle, actually. Yeah. Like, none. We didn't see one scene with the Hulk. I mean, he was in the background of the last scene. Yeah, but he's the Hulk. What, what are you, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, but he was really Professor Banner. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. What did you think of the very, very obvious 
woman woman Avengers assemble moment. That's cool. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't dislike it. It it was very obvious. It did feel slightly forced. Yeah, because it's like they just all happen to be there. Like, like they even changed the music and had a scene of all of them walking next to each other. And I was like, yeah. you know, I fun. mean, we see what you're doing. It's cool, but we're like really obviously seeing yeah. what you're doing. And then honestly, I was a little sad because I was like, no Black Widow. I know, right? Dang. She's from the very beginning. She was the the main woman of the MCU, yeah, and now, now there's gone. all these powerful female characters, and she's not there for it. Jeez, that that does suck. I liked I liked the moment because I forgot she was there for a second. I like how you see all of them, and then they start to move, and then you see the wasp pop up, like she unshrinks. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot she was there. That's pretty cool. But yeah, they made it very clear they're like, this is this is this this is the call. To feminism in this movie, women are strong. Do you think which I don't it's, disagree it's with. supposed to be an Easter egg for uh, was it? It's called Force. A Force. A Force. It could be. The, I mean, that would be a pretty cool movie. It to would be. be. Uh, so A Force is an all-female Avengers team. It, so it, it's a lot of this roster what we have right now, and they get. And you know what? It was in that moment too that I realized actually how many females they had like. Got you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like, holy shit! There is actually a lot of them. Like, and then you add and really Pepper it was Potts, in the like, last so many movies that really shit. like upped. Yeah, I was like, wow, there's there's a lot of them. That, that, okay, let's yeah, but no, I, I enjoyed the moment, and you know what? It didn't linger for too long. They had the they had the shot. They definitely had to show us like they're all together, and then but it, it didn't go for too long. We didn't see some big woman throw down. I mean, at the same point, quick. I was like, in that moment, where are, what are all the guys doing right now? Yeah, I know, right? Just sitting back admiring, probably like, oh, I would have stand but like, check this shit out. Yeah, I probably would have. I would have been like, oh, okay, what's going on over there? Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Get it, girl. All right. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Ah, let's see. Man. So, yeah, we get the women thing, and then we get Doctor. We get a bit of Doctor Strange. He didn't do much fighting in this one. He just kind of did some, like, some magic. He was holding back a wave. But we get the moment. We get the exchange between Doctor Strange and Iron Man of, he's like, hey, Doc. Is this is this the one we win? Like out of the fourteen million whatever times you saw this happen, is this it? And he's like, if I tell you, if I tell you, it won't happen. Which is crazy to think about because, if yeah, if you told somebody that they were gonna sacrifice their life to win that fight, that would really fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like, like if somebody told you you're gonna die today, but you're gonna die doing a good thing. You might second guess that. Like, you might think, like, uh, somebody else did <laughs> Am this? I, though? <laughs> yeah, like, it, does it have to be me? Honestly, though, like, I don't think it would have made a difference for Iron Man. No? No. I don't think if Doctor Strange told him, I think he would still would have done it. I think he still would have tried, but I think he might have failed. Because we've seen Iron Man a lot crack under pressure. When he believes that he's the only one who can make the difference... He often can make like rash decisions that don't necessarily have the best outcome. And in the past, we've seen him do stuff like put his life at risk, right? Like when he flies the missile through the through the wormhole or in Sokovia where he gets underneath the thing to try to stop it and he almost gets caught. Like 
so yeah, we he probably still would have put his life on the line, but he might have he might have had too much time to think it through, and he might have made a mistake. Yeah, maybe. So I don't know. or maybe I don't know. But then we we see him look over at Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange holds up his finger like, and I'm guessing that was a symbol of like this is this is the one, like this is the one we win, like because Iron Man. Asks I was like thinking, I was like, this is the moment. See, I was thinking it was the one we win because when Iron Man asks him, he says, is this the one we win? And he says, if I tell you, then it won't happen. So I think Iron Man kind of thinks like this, this is probably it. But I think Doctor Strange then gave him the confirmation like this is this is it. This is the one we win. Like, so whatever you're thinking right now, like, do it. Like, don't hesitate. Just do it. Because I think in that moment, Iron Man was thinking like, shit, this might be the only way we can stop him if I take him. And Doctor Strange kind of confirms, like, yeah, this is this is it, man. Don't hesitate. Like, this is, do it. And he fucking, he takes the stones. Which was a pretty damn cool scene. Because, honestly, if I didn't see earlier uh, Thanos take the Power Stone out and punch Captain Marvel, like, I don't think I would have had the thought that, like, when you Iron Man take was grabbing the stones, that you could just, yeah, you could just take them out. Yeah. But since I saw that, and then, like, when I saw him snap, I was like, man, 100% Iron Man took those stones out. And then you see him look down and all the stones are gone. Yeah. I was, uh, and I was like, like, fuck, yeah. So, I, I guess, I mean, we saw him put in an Iron Man gauntlet before. So, I guess it makes sense that his suit can also house all five stones or all six stones. Um yeah, man. And then we get the the I am Iron Man, a call back all the way to the first Iron Man, the very last scene before we hit the credits. Right. When he's standing in front of the press and they're asking him all these questions, he's like, I am Iron Man. And he, we hit it with, he, he hits, hits us with it again. Did you feel it in that moment? I did, man. That was honestly. And then, you know, so obviously, and then he, he dies after, right? And I was like, man. Tony Stark, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., well, however way you want to say it, is like he's a big reason of why all of this happened. Yeah. And like what an amazingly epic way, like through all this to write out the character to give him an end. Like in this movie, we got him. We, I mean, we've seen him in several movies, a whole bunch of character development. We got him to see him like get closure with his dad. We got him to see him like, you know, have a kid with Penny Pepper. Um, Pepper, sorry, have a kid with Pepper and have he, I mean, essentially he probably had five amazing years with yeah. just his wife and his kid. And I guarantee like, I mean, generally it was probably sad because of the decimation, but like he probably had some really awesome, happy moments, you know, yeah, he we loved know his, he did, cause he, he told him like, this is, this is it, man. I'm good. Like, I yeah. know, I know we lost, but I got way more to lose now. Like I can't, I can't do this with you guys anymore. I mean, so. he loved his, daughter you know times three thousand so yeah yeah but i mean through all that and then the end i mean because he's a hero right he got to sacrifice his life literally for the whole universe because that's what was on the line it wasn't just about getting the half back it was literally he saved every single living thing down to the smallest atom or whatever thanos was saying he just saved all of that yeah and with one snap of his finger, he turned the tides. Everybody's back. Got to wipe out Thanos. It's no longer a threat. And I remember sitting here like, damn, that's like one of the most epic, amazing ways to 
end any character ever that he went this one simple no superpowered being did all this yeah that was crazy man and you know what i when i realized it was gonna be him i really thought i really thought cap was gonna die too i thought i knew one of them a huge chunk of this pretty much the whole movie i thought was gonna cap yeah i thought it was gonna be cap too and i knew they were gonna kill like my initial thoughts going into this movie was they're either going to kill just Cap or they're going to kill both of them. I never would have guessed that they would only kill Iron Man, that he would be the one to do it. And that whole scene from the I am Iron Man to the snap to, you know, him just kind of passing out because like Hulk barely could take that, you know, but like this basically fried Tony's everything. Like he was gone. You know what I mean? Like right. he was by the end of it, he was barely cohesive and he, and even then, switching gears for one second back to Thanos, like even the way Thanos went out was like crazy, dude. Like he <laughs> he didn't say anything. He just was like he just kind of had this look on his face of like, yeah, I lost. Like he didn't. He definitely looked dumbfounded. Like he like almost like couldn't believe. Like but he accepted it. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of saw that. We kind of saw like, oh, fuck, he did it. Like, damn, I lost. Like. Well, okay. I lost. <laughs> like, he doesn't say anything. And I think that was the best way they could have did it. Like, he didn't say anything. He didn't yell some, I'll get you one day or some crazy like that. He just he just sits and he's like, it's a callback to when he sat down after he snapped his fingers and he rested. It was the same thing. He was just kind of like, I fought the best fault that I could, the best fight that I could. I guess it's just time for me to rest now too, you know? like Right. It's, this is it. It's destiny, right? And then we get we we get we switch back to Iron Man, and even the order in which they had the most important people say goodbye to him made sense. First, we get Rhodey, and it's just kind of like this like this bros goodbye of like like you did it, man. Like thank you, good job. You right. Know what I mean, and then we get the emotional Peter Parker goodbye, which is the the opposite of what we saw in Infinity War. And then we get Pepper Potts and the line she says to him, man, when she's like, you can finally rest. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I man, know. so good, dude. She not only did she say that earlier in the movie to him, but like it's a callback to his entire story arc. Right. All the way back to Iron Man three, where he couldn't rest because he was so worried about what was going to happen to Age of Ultron. When he was just like, we need a suit of armor around the world. I keep having these visions, these like he 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 was always just so worried. Even in Infinity War, he was just like, he talks to Thanos and he's like, "You've been haunting me. Like, you, like you're you're my only curse." And he finally is like, "I'm done with that. Like, it's done. It's over. My family's safe. Everybody's safe. Like, she she was right. Like, he could he could finally rest." So good. So crazy. So emotional. Man. Man, it's crazy because she said you could finally rest, and then I was like, in that moment, like, like that's the confirmation he needed, and like, yeah, because he didn't talk to anybody. When Rhodey said goodbye, he didn't say anything. When Iron and Spider Man said goodbye, he didn't say anything. But as soon as Pepper came up, he said like Pepper, and like he he he. I don't remember exactly what he said. I need to see this movie at least two more times. I know. Um, but you know, he says some words to her, and um, yeah, he just, and then we see his arc reactor go out like crazy man. And then we get the call back at his funeral of 
the arc reactor that Pepper Potts made for him back in Iron Man, Iron Man 1, that proof that Tony Stark has a heart. So good, man. So good. Yeah. But So out of all of this, too, here's the moment that really got me. The death was sad. You know what I mean? The goodbyes were sad. But you know a moment like really like got me was when Happy Hogan sat down with his daughter. And he's like, how you doing, kid? You all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm all right. And he's like, you hungry? You want something to eat? Peggers. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I want cheeseburgers. And he's like... <laughs> Your dad like cheeseburgers too. Like I get you as many cheeseburgers as you want. I'm just like, oh man, fuck yeah. it, Tony man. I'm like oh, call back to Iron Man one where he show first thing he wants when he get back to America's. I want an American cheeseburger. I'm just like, just arguably, in my opinion, the best Burger King commercial I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a good point. He did. He, he did have Burger, yeah, Burger King, King burgers in that it, scene. Great, great endorsements. Oh, but yeah, that's that's the one that got me. You man. know, what I was wondering struck now, me through the heart. I was wondering this earlier today. Actually, I didn't think about it in the movie. Did Happy Hogan survive the decimation, or is he just back now after everybody's back? I have no idea. They like does he did he know his daughter, or is this like the first time he's meeting his daughter? I don't know. I mean, even if it is the first time he's meeting her, I'd imagine like he's gonna he would take on like kind of like an uncle role. You know what right. I mean? Like. Like, hey, I'm your I'm your uncle happy, you know what I mean? Like I was your dad's like bodyguard, chauffeur, best friend kind of thing. Um So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if he was on the list of people who went away. So IDK. Yep. Um so we we get through the funeral. Then we we see Cap, then we, we get Cap's story, we get Cap's conclusion, which you know, isn't isn't as 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 epic as a death, but it's seems super fitting. Yeah, it's it's still very fitting, very emotional, right? We see Cap live out his life, and again, one of the one, that moment. First of all, they did an amazing fucking job making him look old. Oh yeah, because I was like, for a second, I didn't believe that that was like a de-aged or uh, an aged Chris Evans. I'm like, that's not him. There's no way. That's just an old man they got. Like, that can't be him. But it was fucking him. I'm like, wow. They did a really good job with I that. I know. It was on that point. That was crazy. Uh, somebody pointed out that he was wearing the same jacket that he wore when he was scrawny back in the first of uh, the first Captain America. So I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty cool callback to see that, right? Yeah. Um, and we find, we see that he's wearing a, a wedding ring and Falcon's like, you want to tell me, you want to tell me about her? And he's like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to, but it, you know, he starts, he's like, you know, they're like, Cap, what happened to you? And he's like, I, I went and got some of that life that Tony was talking about because this whole movie, like as great as Captain America was like this whole series, he was a man out of time. He had been that way ever since the events of like the first Avengers. He's a man out of time. This isn't how he was his life was supposed to go. He was supposed to live it out back from 1970 up until this point. Um, and I had I, I had a friend of mine ask me like, um, you know, I thought he didn't age. Like, why is he old? And I'm like, no, it's he ages. He just ages slower, slower than everybody else. I don't know what the actual rate is, but if I had to estimate, I say it's probably for like every. I don't know, maybe like every five years, he only ages about a year, something like that. 
Yeah, no, I don't know the right. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I know yeah. it's slow. Him and Wolverine, it's very slow. Yeah, I, Wolverine's is a lot slower though, just because he has that healing factor. Right. But yeah, Captain America's. I say probably something along those lines. Like every five years for everybody else is maybe like one year for him. Sure. S- something like that. I don't know. We'll just go with that for right now. I'm confirming it. It's done. <laughs> You heard now let's sit on here. this podcast. Cape Scouts and Close just, Calls. Confirmed. Just pass that right around to everybody else. Yep. Confirmation right there, baby. Um, Falcon's the new Captain America. I've I, I just been wanting to say this. Falcon <laughs> is the new fucking Captain America. I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, that would have been your choice between the two? Uh, yes. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, look, truthfully, the actor himself, I don't think he... He fits he from the beginning. I don't I didn't think he fit the the physical build of Falcon in the comic books because Falcon in the comic books is a large fucking dude. Like he's taller than Captain America. You know what I mean? And like not quite as, you know, broad, but he's a big dude. He's a really big dude. And Anthony Mackie in comparison to Chris Evans is actually relatively small. You know what I mean? He right. I don't. And we've never. Anthony Mackie has never had like a shirtless scene in these movies or anything like that. Like I'm sure he works out like everybody else, but <clears throat> we don't know if he's like jacked like Chris Evans and and Chris Hemsworth is, you know, underneath that Falcon suit. So I don't know if he fits the physique of a Falcon Captain America, but I like that they went that route because they could have very easily given it to the Winter Soldier, which also in the comic books has been Captain America at one point, and so is Falcon. And when we heard about the the series, we thought that maybe that'll be what the series is about, who yeah. gets the shield, it's right? Gonna, but nope. They they, they answer the question right off put the a pen in us. that right there. Like it's yours. And and it was nice to see that moment of Bucky like giving him a nod, like, yeah, take it. Like it's yours, dude. Like you're you're you are a better choice than i am like take it i feel like he better lives the values of captain america than the winter soldier that we have in this universe oh yeah no like between the two like he seems like he would be more captain america than winter soldier yeah and and even cap says that he's like you know he's like "I'll, i'll try my best and he's like well that's why i chose you because i know you'll try your best no matter what i know you'll try your best that's why you're gonna that's why you get the shield and I'm very looking forward to seeing the Captain America Falcon like suit. Like super excited about that. That's gonna be great. Yeah. So um what else? I- anything anything else? I mean the and then we get the final scene of Captain America Dancing with Agent Carter with, with Peggy. And um Yeah, I feel like we should uh yeah. Take a crack a little bit of the the confusion of the time traveling scene and the the end and uh, I mean one thing we talked about before so uh, I think we were both right off the bat confused of like what happened to Thor's hammer but then you know the more we thought about it like he probably as he was bringing the stones back had to bring the hammer back too yeah right because then you know then you know Thor the Dark World events can't happen if Thor doesn't have his hammer right they got to change a whole bunch of things so. We kind of debunked that, but the thing that's still kind of confusing, just like the Loki we thing we talked about in the, our part one episode, is like it changes things if Captain America does go back. Now I think his changes are much more subtle than the Loki changes, okay. because in reality I think 
that uh you know captain america is going to exist in two different exist the, twice within the same time period right like he's him going back in time is not changing the fact that you know present him and past him and future him are all at the same you know all at the same like time frames they're supposed to be right? right so like you know he's alive at the end of you know end game as an old man so that means that at one point he was you know older version of himself you know there living with probably peggy carter as like the first events of avengers came back but now his past self which was a younger version of him was also there like they were both there at the same time yeah so the only thing that really changes is you know the fact that peggy carter says that captain america saved you know who will become my husband at one point uh you know back in world war two mm-hmm. um he's a wife stealer yeah so on this it kind of seems like he's a wife stealer yeah but you know the more i think about it maybe not because maybe the fact you know you know try not you had to explode here but maybe you know captain america went back in time and was like hey look we gotta kind of keep it on the down low that i'm here so maybe in the interview she was lying and saying, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." I've also heard a theory that that Captain America went in going back in in time because you know the um, the ancient one had explained to us that if you don't put the stones back exactly where you got it from, then it creates an alternate timeline, right? Right. So maybe for the Tesseract, this the space stone. He didn't put it back exactly where he got it from. And in turns, he created an alternate timeline, an alternate dimension, so to speak. Right. And he lived out his life with Peggy in that one. And I mean, it's easy to to, to think that he just was given every, like if the events of of the MCU still played out as they did. But there was no Captain America around this time. It's not hard to think that maybe he went to, to everybody and was like, hey, man, um, there might be a big ass wormhole that pops up here pretty soon with a bunch of aliens. So maybe we should, uh, maybe we should look out for that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> don't, don't let that, don't let that happen. I'm just giving you the heads up. Um, or yeah. So he lived his life out in a different dimension or, and then he came back to the main one as an old. Right. Man. I was reading an article about that too. Yeah. Which that's even more confusing, but that whatever. is very confusing. So Yeah. That's that's our really quick, not helpful at all rundown <laughs> of how the time traveling thing worked in three minutes. Thank you. Yeah. Was was that a satisfying end for you? The the, the for dancing? Captain America or in general? Just in general for the for the movie for this epic saga for the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Was that a because there's no end credit scenes? They could have gave Thor a little bit more uh, to it. Instead of him just going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But uh, I think it was a good end for Captain America. I think it was a great end for Iron Man. I think. Um, and they did it. Like, this stuff ended. But, you know, the characters that are still fairly young can still move on and continue. Like, Spider-Man can continue to have his movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess Doctor Strange can, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They definitely set up a new Guardians of the Galaxy kind yeah. of thing going on. So, uh, did, did you feel like... Yep, that's it. That like that, because the the final shot of the movie is just Captain America dancing with Peggy, 
And they look at each other. Did they kiss? No, nah, I think they were just dancing. Yeah. And then, boom, credits. Did you feel like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's cool with it. Yeah. And then in the beginning of the credits, you know, they got the, you see all the characters again and their signatures. I thought that was cool. That was very cool. That was very cool. So there's no after credit scenes in this movie. There, it's. It, I would say it's worth watching the the start of the credits to see like all the different characters and stuff like that the signatures because it's just it's just cool it kind of wraps up everything very nicely and it just kind of it, it makes you feel good if, if nothing else but there's no mere credit scene now at the end of the credits though we do hear a sound we hear a noise and it sounds very reminiscent reminiscent of uh the clacking of Iron Man banging out his helmet in Iron Man 1 when he was in the cave and he's banging the metal with the hammer. It's very reminiscent of that sound. There's a ton of theories out about this. Some people think it's simply what it is. It's just a callback to the first Iron Man to where it all began. Like that's, that's what I it. think. I'm glad I didn't say that right now. Yeah, I agree. That's with where you. I'm at. Yeah, how, that's yeah. I don't. I don't think it's people are reading way too much. Yeah, into I don't it. think it's an indication that he's gonna come back or anything like that. I think it's just, just a nice little callback to it. So many people wanted to mean that he's gonna come back, and like, like, why do you want him to? Like, yeah, I feel like I if he came back, it would be a little bit silly. Like, this was such a great send off for him. Let it happen. It's not the same of like when Superman, Batman movie and Superman died. Like obviously Superman was going to come back. Right, right. That's, this is not the same thing it's here. It's not though. the same thing. No. Just let it be what it is, I think. Um, so yeah, man. I, that, that's it. Anything, anything else on the movie? Nah, I think that was it. All right. Well, let's transition into this close call real quick. Ooh. Because we can't, we can't finish this off without having a close call. And th- there's two that come to my mind. There's one I had written down, and there's another one that I thought about just recently, and now I feel like I forgot it. So I'm gonna go with the one we re- I wrote down first, <laughs> and uh, if the other one comes back to me, then then we'll go with that one. But so we for a good chunk of this sh- this episode, we talked about Thanos as a villain and how arguably without him, these last two movies wouldn't have been as epic and as emotional and as much of a roller coaster as they were if Thanos wasn't such a great villain. Do you think that they can top Thanos at this point as a villain? Or just even as a character? No. No? No, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, I mean... It'll be tough, man, because I just I just think of the the potential characters that they could use as another big bad, and none of them seem to have the scale that Thanos has. Right? It, it's almost like, what do you do next? Like, how? What kind of plan does this bad guy have? Like, what? Where yeah. are you gonna go? You know? It, it's so hard to do it because it took twenty movies. Yeah. To, and it was building up years, like they 10 had, years yeah they had like little nods and like little things here and there in every single movie to get to this point and it just seems like it would be very hard to to do it again and have a villain the same magnitude like i feel like the next avengers movie 
is gonna it's gonna be very more it's gonna be much more similar to the first two Avenger movies where like Loki's the villain and then Ultron's the villain. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not gonna be a big thing that we built up to. Um, yeah, and I would have thought they would have kind of started like already to build up for the next one. And if they have, like I I haven't seen it. The only thing I could possibly think of is with the whole time traveling thing, if that's gonna get into Kronos. But they haven't had any nods. But that would be a good way to get him in because you mean Kang? Kane. Sorry. You're mixing up your characters, man. Oh, too DC oriented. Sorry, Kane. Yeah, Kang. Having Kane because he's upset, you know, probably things in his future got changed because the Avengers went back and changed things in the past. Yeah. I think they could be, definitely go that route. I definitely think that would be the ne- the next best villain for them to do. I'm I I think we're going to not talk too much about that. Hey, we've kind of talked about it in the, in the previous episode, but I think our next episode, we're going to um, kind of discuss what what's next for the MCU. Right. You know what I mean? Like the future and based off of this movie and what we know so far and speculations. I think that's what we're going to do next week for our next episode. So the other question I have for you, another close call is if this was the last movie of the MCU. Would you be okay with that? Like, could, could this, would this be accept, acceptable as like, that's it. This is the end of this saga. We're not going to get any more of these for 10 years or whatever. I mean, because obviously eventually they come back, you know, inevitably they'll come back eventually. But if it was the end of this kind of saga, this kind of generation of this this universe, would you be okay with that? I want to say, yeah, to be honest, the only thing I wouldn't be okay with is I really like this version of Spider-Man and I want to see more of Spider-Man. I never thought that that'd be the answer, but the other characters they've they've done enough for me to be satisfied like yeah, this would sure. be a fine ant- like i don't like because me i mean all right so who do we have left we have ant-man ant-man movie first one was good the second one wasn't quite as good as the first one and i doubt the third one's gonna be much better we got ant-man doctor strange black he, here's all the characters we know are supposed to get another movie ant-man doctor strange black panther guardians of the galaxy spider-man those are the ones, and not including the shows we know. Yeah, so out of all those, Spider-Man's the only one I really am curious to see what else they're going to do. Just because Spider-Man 1, I thought, was a very, very good movie. It kind of stood out to me. Black Panther was also very good, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, like I don't need another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't need another Doctor Strange movie, and I don't need another Ant-Man movie. I definitely want another Doctor Strange movie. Because we didn't get to see Doctor Strange do much of anything in his first movie. We've seen him do way more in these last two movies. And now it's almost like he's at the point now where he is the Sorcerer Supreme. And it's like, now we really get to see him do some Sorcerer Supreme type shit, not just... Which I'm all for. A bunch of, like, sparkly whips, you know what I mean? Would you say you're a big Doctor Strange fan, though? Yeah. All right. You mean Name like in, me. in in general or in general. like? Uh, not huge, but I like them a lot. In I the can't even books. name. Other than the villain they did already, I couldn't even name another Doctor Strange villain. Dormammu, Baron Mordo. Okay, those um, are the two they did, right? Yeah, those are the two they did. 
I mean, those are his two big ones. He doesn't. Yeah. Have so like who's a, left? He doesn't have like a huge rogues gallery. And then he's just like he he's an Avenger. Like he's got to have so other villains though. He's had his own comic book line. Well. Yeah, that's true. But it's a lot of just like mystical stuff, like just fighting like random demons and shit like that. Yeah. Him finding some random demon doesn't at this point right now does not sound like an exciting movie at all. Well, the the next one is gonna be Baron Mordo, which after the events. Of, so here's my thing, man, about this question, right? I definitely, I definitely want to see what's next. Would I would I be satisfied with this being the last movie? Yes. Would I be happy about it? No, I really wouldn't, because like. <laughs> But I feel like it goes for good enough of a movie to be. Definitely. But for certain characters, we got the definitive end. For other characters, I feel like these last two movies just started them. They We just started to scratch the yeah, surface. I do want to see more Captain Marvel. I want to see Cap- more Captain Marvel. I want to see more Scarlet Witch. I want to see more Doctor Strange. I want to see more Black Panther. Like, there's so much more that, like, there it Like, you know what would be a cool... La- Real quick, what would be a cool-ass concept <laughs> is if they go the Illuminati route in, like, the next couple movies. And the Illuminati in, in Marvel Comics is a group of, like, all the leaders, basically. So it's it's Iron Man, it's Black Panther, uh, Professor Xavier, Namor the Submariner, who is, like, Marvel's Aquaman. Um, he's the king of Atlantis. Black Bolt, which is the king of the Inhumans. And Mr. Fantastic. And there's a storyline where they each have an infinity stone and they have to like do stuff with it. And that'd be super cool. I think the whole infinity stone thing's done now. Because technically they're destroyed. No, they didn't destroy the stones. They're still there. We didn't see Iron Man destroy the stones. Okay, stick with me here. Okay. They used the stones. Yeah. They went... Brought the stones. Oh, they put them back. back. But that doesn't mean they destroyed, though. Yeah, because Thanos destroyed them in the beginning of the movie. Oh, you mean like if it still plays out? The- All that oh, stuff still plays right, out. Right, so the right, stones right, are right. now point, destroyed. Point. Fucking time which travel, is, man. Which is probably a good thing because, you know, in reality, they should probably get away from the stones a little bit because they have been a big focus point in most of these movies. Yeah, that's true. But that's they're gone true. now. There's no more Infinity Stones mm, in the good, MCU. Good point. Good point. So, no, I, I wouldn't be happy if this was the last one. There's, <laughs> there's still so many questions I have. There's still so many things I want to see. So, you wouldn't be happy, but you would be satisfied. I, I could be satisfied, but there would be a part of me who was always like, I want more. It, it'd be like well, the good when news you is gonna finally get have that burger that you've been wanting all week, and you get it, and you eat it to the point where you're stuffed, but you got like one bite left, and you're like, I, I'm so full but I'm going to eat this last bite just because I just want more. I just want that taste again. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's like I'm I'm <laughs> full, but fuck, if they're going to dangle more movies in front of me, I'm going to consume them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give them to me. Let's go. I saw this thing that said the next Avengers movie was going to be called Avengers Dark. Yeah, I saw that too. Doesn't give me any clues though. Nope. Not what the hell does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like Justice League Dark. And I don't understand what that was. Yeah, I don't know. But we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, anything else? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Well, I think we officially, with these two podcasts together, is longer than the movie. Fuck. 
crazy. <laughs> we didn't even talk about everything, too. There's still so much more we could have talked about. So there's much so many more, more Easter about. eggs we didn't even mention. Yeah, there's so much more we could have talked about. But where can they reach us if they want to tell us about what they want to hear? Close Calls Pod on Facebook. Yep. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Where they at? <laughs> go ahead. Gmail. There you go. That's it. Okay. There we go. So, yeah. Uh, let, let us know, man. Let us know what you think is next. What is, let us know what you thought about the movie. Anything. Anything at all. Let us know what you had for breakfast the day before you saw this movie. Really what I want them to do is go on our Facebook. There you go. Answer the poll question we put out there. Do you think that Avengers Endgame is the best movie in the MCU. Nick and I are both going to be super responsive on it. Right now, I voted yes, he voted no. To be honest with you, I only really voted yes because I want to create a debate. So I'm going to argue for the fact that it is. Nick's going to argue the fact that it isn't, and we want to hear your guys' input. Sure. That was a lot of promises you just made. Oh, we're going to do it. Oh, okay. It's going to happen. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time bye